So Juice didn't have a childhood. Check. I didn't. Juice I, is a fucking test tube, baby, I, y'all. Juice brought the stupids. I think we can leave Juice it at that. Juice did bring... Oh, <laughs> That yeah. was his childhood. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Shitty Cinema. This week, we watch something absolutely amazing. But before we get into that, we should tell you guys a little bit about what Shitty Cinema is and what Shitty Cinema does. Casey, why don't you tell us about Shitty Cinema? What do we do? It touches you in the bad place, but in a good way. <laughs> but like a bad, good way. I mean... You'll figure it out later, and that's how, why you should hire an adult to listen to you. How can something so bad feel so good? It just does. We like to take the bottom of the barrel scuzz shit movies some from our childhood always <laughs> based on a certain particular theme each month and uh, ruin each other's day with them and we're very successful at that here and i've never ended a sunday happy that's true that's true this week mm-hmm. it wasn't me because mm-hmm. i'm jay i'm dave i'm casey and i don't know what it has to do with you this week jay i'm juice and everything's about me this week you're fucking a right. It's wait, not. Wait, yeah. Dave. It's about me yeah. this week, Juice. Yeah. This was my childhood brought before yeah. us. Yeah, but I've never seen this movie, so that makes it all about me because it's That's mine. true. This you was new for you. You fuck. Dave, why don't you tell us what we watched this week? Well, this week we watched The Three Musketeers from 1993, the Disney version, with Chris O'Donnell Disney. and Charlie Sheen and Kiefer Sutherland and just so many more. Oliver Platt. Tim Curry and Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt, Tim Curry. It's just, we'll get into it, but it's just, it's great, and it's not, and it's my childhood in a movie. I mean, the, I've been doing this, that a lot lately. I've been this, bringing a lot of movies from my childhood to ruin. Are you, yeah. is this a cry for help? I think so. I my, think uh, it is, too. I you mean, know what? We watched Congo last week, and that was... From Jay's childhood. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and both of them fit perfectly into our theme this month, yeah. which is Read It Then Weep. Read and these are weep. movies that are adapted from books, which means they can't be failures. And I think Disney chose this one because it's free for them, whereas yeah. Yeah, someone paid was... Michael Crichton money to adapt Congo. They yeah. shouldn't have. Yeah, but they did. They did. This one was public domain, so they didn't have to worry right. about that. Right, right. But Congo... I, I, I'm going to defend Congo. I had fun with Congo. I know you guys didn't want to watch it I again. I enjoyed but Winston, it. Winston was so good. And Tim Curry again. We got some crossover. Tim Curry crossover. We need a Tim Curry month. So someone put that in the books. Oh, yeah, we, need to, we need to get that on the calendar. So good. Does that mean we have to watch Clue? Because I love Clue. I it's love not a bad oh movie. Oh my God. I, get I, I love How is that a bad movie? That's not a bad movie. It's this so is a good. bad movie podcast. It's, all right. Touche. Touche. Dumb-dums. I, I guess then maybe we should talk a little bit about this week. So this week, watching The Three Musketeers, see, there was a situation because this movie is set in the 1600s and in the 1600s. There are no elevators. So Dave is on the 1600s equivalent of an elevator, which is a fucking ladder up on a roof. And I come riding by playing croquet, but I'm really bad at croquet. And so all I do is just fucking smoke the ladder out from under him like the dirty peasant he is. And as he's falling to his death, he's got roughly about 10 seconds or so, give or take, before he smashes on the ground and his... You know, his rib cage shatters and it impales his lungs and his heart stops beating slowly as blood squirts out of his neck. You hope you die that quickly. It's the 1600s. It's going <laughs> to take an infection a while to kill you. This is really going hey, You better hope you just snap your neck and they're done. Before you hit the ground, Dave, tell us what this movie's about. Chris O'Donnell and the Cocaine Cowboys save the king from the Cardinal Rapist. 
Wow, wow. that alliteration. That was beautiful. That was a that was a piece of Thank work. You. That Thank was, you. How'd I do on time? You did great. Yeah. Speaking of piece of work. Casey, listen, what you didn't realize is that you were standing there under Dave, and as Dave is falling, he's actually falling onto you and he's about to crush your body. You have ten seconds before Dave's lifeless husk smashes into you and you guys are both oh. going to see Wait, the Jesus. He died before he hit me. I don't you don't want to ask questions. Ooh. Okay, like fair enough. Cocaine. But he has <laughs> an erection. Go. A coked out 80s rat pack causes mayhem at a renaissance festival while Robin wears a wig. Wow, wow yeah. That's good, too. I, I envy your alliteration. And now we're dead, by the way. Yeah, yeah we're, both, <laughs> we're both very dead. As uh, you are laying on top of me and the last breath is leaving your body, I just want you to know mm-hmm. the last thing you're going to hear on this earth that I will whisper in your ear what is it? while blood fills my lungs. Cause it's all for love. We're gonna we're gonna get to that later. Yeah, while the elevator pitch we'll is We'll get a, to it now, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator pitch is a storied tradition here at Shady Cinema, but we should really introduce the characters of this film. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about who we get populated as the three musketeers as 1993 wanted to do this. Yeah. So this is, this is 1993 Disney. They're a little drunk on power at the moment. Uh, so mm. our main character of D'Artagnan is played by Chris O'Donnell, Jesus. the the future Dick Grayson Robin. Jesus. Uh, in a v- yeah. He's going to ruin another role. Excellent. Yeah, he's going to ruin Jesus. a public domain role this time. Uh, he's French ostensibly in a very bad, good. I don't know. Uh, wig of just the most floofiest permed out mullet you've ever seen. It was no. a great 80s hairband. It is Leaf Garrett's hair on Chris O'Donnell's <laughs> block yeah. of a fucking head. Yeah. Everybody had a mullet in this movie, though. But it was specifically Leaf Garrett's hair, and it was upsetting as fuck. Yeah, it was real bad. It was not good, but he, he plays D'Artagnan, the son of a musketeer who wants to one day grow up to become a musketeer. A dead musketeer. A, I want to be yes. a musketeer. He's also a fucking douchebag. He is a douchebag. His dad died defending the king. He wants to defend the family honor, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the titular three musketeers are played by Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, and Oliver Platt. So it's just God bless them. It's God fucking bless them. Man. They don't know it's not the 80s anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Sheen actually skipped the horseback training and swords training because he was filming Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that it? makes sense. Worth yeah. it. Yeah. So there's varying levels of skill between the three of them. Uh, Oliver Platt in particular stands out between them. But overall, they're pretty solid as the three main characters. Uh, they are sworn to protect the king and queen, which is about all that they matter because they're just plot devices. At best, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, our main villain is the cardinal, uh, Cardinal Richelieu. Am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> no, Tim it's called Curry. Tim Curry. It's Tim, Tim motherfucking Curry. Curry. He, He's amazing. He Eyeballs. is great. He is a cartoonishly evil villain in this movie as the and head he looks of the, the church. Part. He looks the part. He has a beautiful cape. And an evil mustache. It's oh, my God. The cape. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Violently evil man uh, who has a henchman, his right-hand man, uh, eye patches, sword zaddy, whatever you want to call him. Sword, sword zaddy. He's all in black. <laughs> He's missing an eye. And wears an eye patch. Who's your sword daddy? 
Sword Zaddy. Sword Zaddy. Yeah, it's a whole like other. Lick that eye hole. It's a oh, whole other. Oh, <laughs> Why? See, that's what, what makes it a Zaddy. <laughs> Send her <Yes>. home. <laughs> Uh, That's the zaddy. Difference. That was a mood killer. <laughs> Eye patch, the right hand man of Cardinal Richelieu, uh, who will factor into the plot more later. But mostly, he's just really good with the sword, and he wears all black. He's mm-hmm. a great evil guy. He's glittery. The villains black. in this are fantastic. Yeah, they're a yeah. lot of fun. He just growls his way through everything. You can see him as the six fingered man from Princess Bride. I'm so jealous of his voice. He has that deep, gravelly voice that's menacing. And I'm so jealous of that sixth finger. go on with your plot that's that's pretty much it for the characters that matter in this movie all right well tell us about the plot then so the plot yeah it's the three musketeers this movie's been made like a dozen times if you've seen any of them you've seen this uh chris o'donnell is d'artagnan is being chased by the brother of a girl he deflowered uh, and pieces out of town to avoid having to marry her and heads to the capital to become a musketeer. The doctor deflowered her, just so we're clear. Yes. Uh, he has incredibly bad timing because the evil cardinal has just disbanded the musketeers and sent them all home to get drunk. That seems like an upgrade. Um, I don't think he sent them home to necessarily no, get drunk. He just sent them home does that. and they continued <laughs> to get drunk. Would you not told explicitly hey, sometimes to get drunk? He was, actually, yeah, he was actually going to send them to war. They were all going to be sent to different military. You got to drink through a war. But yeah. Uh, so or were, if you get fired, I mean, you're just going to be at home anyway, right? You might as well have a few drinks. Right. Anyway, back. everybody yeah. was drinking in this yeah. movie. Everybody's drinking. It's Chris, children's Except movie. Chris Why wouldn't they be? not allowed to until he is being seduced by a hooker. That's true. Chris O'Donnell's far too young. He finally rolls into the Capitol, immediately trips across and pisses off all three of our primary musketeers. Separately. Three separate incidents, pisses off all of them and gets challenged to a duel by all three of them. Uh, so he's a man of honor, shows up to duel them, uh, and realizes that he has pissed off all three of the musketeers. But before they can kill each other, the cardinal's men show up, led by eye patches. He's dangerous. Eye Very patch. dangerous. Hey, you Beautiful know, and dangerous. You know what's great? He chops in the Matrix, and he's got leather gloves <laughs> and a great leather He's got glitter jacket. in his vest. He looks fucking, fucking great. He looks... Fucking great. The dude looks good. Uh, the three musketeers escape. Chris O'Donnell is captured. Uh, he runs around the prison for a while after escaping his bonds and overhears the cardinal sending a spy to the, who was it, the King of England? Indeed. Yeah, the, the du- King of England. The Duke or the Duke of... Of, uh, of Newcomb. Yeah. <laughs> Duke of Duke of Buckingham. Duke of Buckingham, yeah. In a plot against the King of France. Uh, Chris O'Donnell is captured by the Cardinal, who's going to have him beheaded, but the three musketeers somehow show up and save the day and get him free. So they head to capture the boat that the spy is going on, uh, finally catch up to her, and it is Kiefer Sutherland's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, femme fatale. Yes, the femme fatale that we heard Kiefer tell a story about how she broke his heart. And that's why he's she, a drunk now. She had a tattoo. I figured out she was a slut, so I dump her. <laughs> no, no, no. Prison. She was into scarification, Casey. <laughs> that's just tattoo like cows get. Yes, oh, cows apparently, are sluts. Tattoos. Uh, apparently a flirtily 
imprinted onto your shoulder means that you are a murderer? Or yeah, we have we get a scarlet letter subplot. Or you went to you know Mardi Gras spring break <laughs> your yeah. sophomore yeah. year of college. That's Listen, what that means. It's a, it's like a scarlet letter subplot, but instead of sex, it's just you murdered someone, and so you get a flirtily. Which is way mm. fucking cooler. Right, right. It so is a much like, better subplot. Kill a bone, don't push I mean, me. <laughs> murder someone. Yeah, I just fucked that up. So Kiefer's ex-wife, the spy, exposes a secret plot to shoot the king at his birthday ceremony in like three upcoming days. It's super soon. Uh, and then proceeds to jump off the side of a cliff to kill herself so she doesn't have to get beheaded. Uh, the three musketeers and Amputees Chris O'Donnell. Amputees are gross. Yeah, I no. ain't going to do this. Not doing that. Fuck. Nope. I'd much rather crash to the rocks below. I want to be undistinguishable. So the three musketeers ride around and they reassemble all of the previous musketeers. Sorry. Indistinctively, Sorry. they shoot arrows with notes attached to them that say yeah. one for all and all for one. Yes, Dave. Yes. The motto yes. of that. the movie and the three musketeers. What you Excellent. didn't see was they actually all over the woods shot the lyrics of the song <laughs> from the trees. As you rode along the road. Yes. <laughs> it was romantic as <laughs> To I'll be a man of my word. And don't yes. forget, all of these people are illiterate. Yeah, they're yeah. all illiterate. <laughs> the squiggle ghosts are back. I just lost my spot. Where were we? Uh, we were squiggle ghosts were shooting squiggle. randomly <laughs> sticks and trees. Oh, random notes. Yeah, we're pretty random much done. Uh, they reassemble the musketeers. They show up to the birthday celebration and save Party. the king. Chris O'Donnell stops the sniper. Mm-hmm. All of the individual soldier or musketeers have individual fights where they redeem themselves in some way. Eye patches dies. The cardinal gets captured. Everybody's and happy. The end. Everybody wins. Yay! Everybody wins. Can we recommend Yay! that Tim Curry hires Mark Wahlberg as the sniper this time? I saw a movie about that. He was really good. <laughs> he was really good. I feel. That. I feel like no. that would really assist. Mark then... Wahlberg goes to bed at seven thirty p.m. That party was at eight. He would have been asleep. Gotcha. He's got to get bad. up at two thirty to fucking work out eight times. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to improve this movie. One of the interesting things about this movie is that they had a, a lot of firearms, and incidentally, would have worked. All right. Incidentally, they didn't want to use them all that often. They preferred sword fighting. This is shitty cinema. We do this for fun, but they're also, you know, it's not all torture, right? There are some things at shitty cinema that we love. And one of the things that we love this month is what, Juice? We love action. We love... We do love action. Explosions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love indiscriminate murder and (laughs) we love titties. We also love discriminate murder. Yeah. Fair. Just pretty murder. Yeah, Just, yeah. yeah. No, there's there, there absolutely was some fun. Uh, well, a uh, lot more explosions than you would expect yeah. from a period piece. From a 1960s yes. period piece, yes. The 1600s, you mean? Though, let's talk about the explosions. We have cannonballs, right? Cannonballs we come have flying a down. Fire. Uh, fire coach. Fire, fire coach. coach. We gotta get, so we got to get to the fire coach. You can't just lead with fire yeah, coach. Yeah, you do. You go <laughs> no. uphill, set it on fire, let well, it roll downhill. Right. So the, the, the coach. Into a cart full of barrels of, what is it? A gunpowder camp. Gunpowder. The whole gunpowder. camp was made out see, of gunpowder. You see, Jay, I think you're, you're, the, you're at a loss here because we are in the 1600s and there are no laws on how you're supposed to handle gunpowder. That's so true. They I'm just, are just... I'm just saying the story of the acquisition of the coach was 
fun and exciting and that leading up to this event was great no, no. even the children right. had gunpowder in their pockets <laughs> yeah all well, the kids know, were flammable you always stuff gunpowder in children's pockets that how that's how it works i'm actually now thinking about that scene so the, the are, wagon, you? Yes, are you i am uh, the wagon that they crashed into yeah. that had the initial load of gunpowder correct that had what like 15 to 20 barrels kegs. barrels yes. of gunpowder on kegs. it that set yeah. off further kegs deeper into the camp yeah they only showed us like what maybe 50 or 60 people in this camp how much gunpowder per person they had like a half a barrel per man America, is that stuff expensive fuck yeah i don't know how much gunpowder cost in the 1600s i assumed to the king of france it was pretty I mean, cheap you you got to think that something expensive for you is not expensive for any government so they for any government to have yeah, just Yeah, this little Anakin Skywalker it? motherfucker doesn't care. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> the king, he's such a little puss puss. He is a little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> just, ugh. You know? It's fine. It's fine. I've, if he's I've, perfectly if I've fine. <laughs> he's <laughs> fine. He is wonderfully adequate. How the just, fuck did we even get the fire carriage? How did they acquire the carriage? That, right, they so that's the point. That was not right, memorable. No, no. So we have Chris O'Donnell up to be executed for the first time in the movie. Mm-hmm. And turns out, surprise, surprise, the three musketeers have hijacked it. And fucking Oliver Platt, Platt. is the executioner. He's yeah. dressed up as the executioner. And Charlie Sheen is dressed up as the guy next to him and keys off that they're actually going to save him and not kill him. We're all and for they, one, not one for all. While Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> hijacks Tim Curry's coach. And then they jump in through the roof of the coach. Yes, as you would. And they ride mm-hmm. off, and there is a chase of them as they go through this city and then through another village. Oh, yeah, because they yeah. speed up the horse feet. So it looks they like they're the going feet. fast. And then, and then we get to the point where they get up the hill, they jump out, he pours brandy all inside of it. Yeah. Fucking because brandy. Because that's going to do it. Right, right? Which Sugar is like, fuck, I'm saying. Right? And then, they, and then he throws some gunpowder in there, Kiefer Sutherland does, and shoots it from practically fucking point blank. Yeah. And which, all that happens yeah. is it lights a fucking fire. And then it suddenly turns into a blazing flaming coach, which they kick because down a hill into <laughs> a fucking cache of gunpowder barrels. Everything, of gunpowder. first of all, Everything in the 1600s was flammable. Uh, apparently. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. as Dave pointed out, right, they have this shit scattered all over the camp. There are pockets of gunpowder. So yeah. that when the first thing blows up, it's an entire chain reaction. Shit is going off everywhere. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's called a fucking 1600s gun show. Calm your tits. You're getting spit <laughs> everywhere. Secondly, it's not a camp. It's an expo. An a gunpowder expo. expo. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Jesus, it's collectors. Don't yeah. act like they're a bunch of fucking noobs. 1993 Disney was not going to let the fact that this was a sword movie stop them from having <laughs> some big explosions. No. That's true. Now, we do get this weird confluence of, of swords and guns in the same film. And I don't know, you were saying that there might be some good sword fights. I'm not really sure about that. I, okay, not great no, there sword were, fights. There were There's, sword fights. There, there were, were sword, sword fights. fights. Some of them are fairly competent. Eye Patches, in particular, is yeah. a pretty solid swordsman. But here's the deal. They are sword fights written for a book, trying to be acted out by the aforementioned actors that we have in this movie. Yeah, it's not... It's not fantastic, but I'll take what I can get. It's relatively well shot. They at least went through the basics of learning how to actually do movie fights with a sword. 
So by no means am I going to say like, oh, this is the definitive article. But hey, it's a lot better than what you get in a fucking Marvel movie. Chris O'Donnell didn't do well. Oh, shade. No, Chris. I mean, it's all Disney. (laughs) So. (laughs) Right? It is 1993 to Disney. You're right. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. He was okay. Kiefer was. Let's talk about this. He has a Coke palace. <laughs> you first see Kiefer Sutherland when Chris O'Donnell greets him in his Coke palace when he's looking for the three musketeers. I think the quintessential Kiefer Sutherland moment is when he's in the bar drinking alone and having a sad, somber drinking moment. I think he's mostly just sad drunk throughout this movie. Yep. We get the exposition that, what is it? He makes drinking an art or he he takes drinking very, very seriously. seriously. Yeah. Yes. I mean, who doesn't? alcoholics the yes. only lines he delivers that sound they're... believable are when he's screaming yeah he's got to be yelling so That's basically true. we have he, a... white fangs chris o'donnell <laughs> <laughs> come on now get get he but Kiefer sutherland is a tortured character he finds out the woman he loves in the scene he he discloses the woman he loves he found out is a murderer so he fucking narked her out to the cops and sent mm-hmm. her to her death. That's some cold shit. And she yep. sucked her way out of that trouble because she's resourceful as fuck and uh, had a better life as a hot, big titty assassin. Do you know what his character titty feels assassin. like to me? His character feels like if you took Aragorn and took everything that made Aragorn cool away from him and you were left over with the mediocre and shitty parts of him, you would and get he was Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be hungover. You would get, and he was hungover. You would get. Kiefer Sutherland's character in this movie. That's accurate. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good summation of the character. Thank you. Whatever. But we did then get as our final of the three musketeers, (sighs) Oliver fucking Platt as Porthos. He is wearing like nine scarves. He's got one around his head, around his arm, around his belly. He's just got scarves everywhere. I believe that his character is truly insane. He He's is someone's an, cool aunt. Absolutely lost He it. is an absolute delight in this movie. Yeah, you know how you project yourself into movies as certain characters? That's the character I want to be. Yeah. He's your aunt that teaches you how to smoke pot. Yeah, yes. totally. Yes. Totally. He is He is <laughs> cool, right? He's always drinking. He it specifically says that he enjoys wenching and offers to train Chris O'Donnell in wenching. He does. Oh, it doesn't offer. He does. Well, he goes in depth, in detail on how his... I think it would have helped if if they would have taken off the wig, personally. But... uh, (laughs) No. No. Leave it on. Oliver, you leave that wig on. No, no, no. He's trying to fuck a woman in every scene he's talking. He is. Yeah. And he's drinking constantly. Not necessarily he just a woman. He has so much fun stabbing people. In the carriage ride, Kiefer Sutherland is drunk driving his way through a forest. Not a jab. It's the truth. Drunk driving his way through a forest. And Oliver Platt comes out and goes, oh, you guys want some champagne? And Kiefer Sutherland's like, really? We're in a horse chase. And he's like, you're right. I better get a red. And comes out with a red. Yeah. And then Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> drinks the whole fucking bottle to himself after giving the reins to Chris O'Donnell. Okay, good, good. He's found a DD. And then once that bottle's down, he starts driving again. Driving better, I might say. Hey, he's seen the PSAs. Don't drink and drive. That's true. Oh, God, yeah. hold my, my yep. beer. My drink, f- drink, then, then drive. drive. Yes. Drink, then drive. He gets it. Drink then drive, shitty cinema. You can <laughs> we you can book those. our children's tour on the website. <laughs> we'll come to your school and talk. <laughs> My favorite Oliver Platt moment is when he is chasing after a guy that he was just fighting, 
and he throws a fucking bolo and it wraps around his neck, snaps the dude's fucking throat and nose with the bolo. Dude drops over dead and he's like, oh, coming in his pants. God, I love my job. He literally kisses his fingers like an Italian, which for him being French. Did he kiss him or did he smell him? <laughs> I don't know. I hope he smelled him. I think, I think we'll, he did. We'll have to roll the tape on that Let's one. Let's fucking roll the tape, you guys. I want to say the best part of Oliver Platt was watching Dave watch Oliver Platt. It's so good. You were so filled with childlike delight. You you look like your eight-year-old self. Enraptured. So happy. You were enraptured. So goddamn great in this movie. He is. Not as good as Tim Curry, though. No, Tim Curry is the most. He squeaked him out. He squeaked ahead. He is so so? cartoonishly villainous in this movie. So good. He's incredibly rapey to every female character and some of the males should be yeah especially when you're a cardinal no what that's how the birds have sex (laughs) 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 super creepy incredibly creepy the queen is getting out of her bath and her handmaiden supposed to be going to grab her towel I, n- we never know what fucking happened to that bitch. The next time Mm-mm. we see her, she's handing Chris O'Donnell a sword on the stairs. She somehow got lost or, you know, passed out on the fainting couch. So <laughs> the queen is standing up out of the bath and her handmaiden presumably wraps the robe around her. And then you notice Tim Curry's A, giant ape hands <laughs> with B, his garish red and gold ruby ring on. And she's like, hey, thanks, Carol. And, oh, whoa, that's a lot of eyeball and gum line. I'm sorry. <laughs> while I'm naked. It was upsetting for You're everyone. You're not naked. Mm-hmm. I just gave you your robe. And that really, <laughs> really. Yeah. Really raping. Yeah. yeah, he gives yeah. her a big long speech about how it's totally cool for queens to sleep with the cardinal. Yep. It's totally cool. Yeah, everybody fine. does it. Everybody it's does fine. it. It's fine. He, everybody agrees with this. There's, there's no contention here at all. I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. You know what I contend? What do you contend? Paul McGann and Whiteface. The Eighth Doctor. The Eighth Doctor. Not cool. He's so distracted. It it looks like a really horrible, bad Lestat cosplay you'd see at a fucking con. And no one be nice to that guy. He's meant to be the stereotypical foppish French lord that the Three Musketeers was making fun of. Hey, make me look more like a mime to get laid, said no one ever. No, we're not talking about Paul McGann. We're talking about Chris O'Donnell. Oh. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, he kept normal Chris human O'Donnell flesh Chris O'Donnell was the main point of what we fucking hated in this whole film. Yeah. Horrible. Mm. Horrible actor. His mm. mouth was always doing something wrong. <laughs> like, it always, like, he can't breathe. He's a, number one, he's a fucking mouth breather. Strike one. Strike two, it was always like in this cartoonish, like uh, gaping. And yeah, I said the word gaping, which I ruined mm, everybody's day with before the movie started. We don't need to bring that up. Thanks, Pornhub. Chris O'Donnell's movie looks like if you were to freeze frame just any random scene of SpongeBob and look at the character's mouth. Yes. Oh, my. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's just contorted into some weird cartoon shape. That human mouths are not meant to make. (laughs) Fucking horrible. He's also a murderous cunt through this whole fucking movie. He kills a lot of people. Oh, we're doing fun antics. I counted. 
and I forgot to keep counting like during the last half hour, he accidentally killed 10 people. <laughs> Civilians. Knocking, yes, knocking people off of oh, ladders. Yeah. Kids love murder, Casey. Yes. In 1993, yeah, we kind of did. Yeah. Actually. I mean, why do you think we have the generation that we have right we now? We have this really fun golf war going on and, you know, like explosions. Come on, There's kids. So many explosions. Everybody get in the military. We got explosions. This, just everything about this movie, the sets, the costume design. Again, I cannot stress, everybody's fucking hair sucked in this movie. <laughs> it's going to make Oliver you angry. Oliver Platts was great. Because he had 11 scarves on. He looked like a fucking gay mummy. He was great, <laughs> but none of the scarves were the same color. It's That's... just very bold and boisterous colors somewhat accurate yes i love I the idea of a really fabulous that. mummy hourglass not everything pear. except for tim curry's cape is fucking trash hey nice set bro yeah nice costume man are we on a set bro yeah man we're everything totally on a set like rubber rocks fucking astroturf it was very very Chintzy. I really enjoyed getting, the I really enjoyed the green screen for when they were riding on the carriage and chatting about the booze. There was yeah, that fans was. blowing in fucking Charlie Sheen's face, and they were clearly in front of a fucking green screen and like mm. kind of bouncing. Everything. You don't do a power hour and then bounce around too <laughs> realistically. You're gonna fart or barf. Casey, I think you were the first one to point out how child-friendly this movie isn't. This whole movie, the dialogue sounded like a really sexually repressed fortune cookie. (laughs) Everything you say, you could follow with the word in bed. Like Cardinal Tim Curry says something about, I'm going to rip it down and shove it down your throat. In In bed. bed. We really, it was impressive how many times we were able to work in bed into the script of this movie. I easily tripled I've digits. never been bettered by a man. In, in bed. bed. Every fucking line is also, also we see I'm gonna about join you. 70% of <laughs> every breast that is presented in this film. It just, this is supposed to be a kid's movie. We have a disfigured torture being rammed backwards on six inch spikes and when that didn't kill him oh, yeah. ham face <laughs> Oliver fucking flat yeah he's screaming by the way the whole time cuts this uh, rope and the other half of the sandwich maker smushes down <laughs> and kills rope. ham face just a random rope yeah. it's fine it'll, it'll do something right the idea is an iron maiden essentially but constructed a bit differently I didn't keep an exact count, but I'm going to say somewhere around 100 people get stabbed with a sword on screen. Oh, easy. At least. This movie literally opens with deception and murder. Yeah. The first thing that happens. Murder. A lot of implied sex and fingering. And Tim Curry's badass cloak. What shouldn't be in children's movies? Charlie fucking Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Should not be in children's movies. Kiefer Sutherland should not be in children's movies. These are not good role models for your children. They are both very depressed at this time in their life, and it shows in everything they do. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is literally drinking his life away. Let's, okay, I would say the worst part of this film for me, of the please don't let kids watch this, is the Musketeers are going to run a train on a bar wench. Oh, yeah. 
and make it a contest. They're like, this is how you treat a woman. And he's like, nope, this is how you treat a woman. Here's some poetry. No. <laughs> hey, uh, Blackface, Chris O'Donnell, why don't you try to treat a woman? Here's some really, really awful poetry. It's all for one and four for two holes. Oh. Well, that's Juice. cleared up. You know, it's not clear. Would you watch this again? This is a really tough one for me. Um, I absolutely loved this movie. Granted that I'd never seen this movie. You're a bad man. I'm a terrible man. However, I don't think that I would watch it again. If I was 20 years younger <laughs> and <laughs> had never seen this, yeah, I would probably watch this multiple times. Um, but unfortunately, at this age i'll spend the 30 minutes to get oliver platt um all his parts and that's it i don't think that there's anything else in this movie that i could really say i loved enough other a than Platt him. super cut he's not super cut. doing much these days you a could probably get him to come act it out a himself plat- a platinum super cut casey a platinum super cut an oliver platinum. i see what you did there oliver platinum super cut but jay how about you uh, you've You seem to enjoy this movie a lot. Would you sit down and watch it again? I really loved this movie when I was a kid. Granted, I was young when it came out, and I got to see it in theaters. And I've watched it several times since then, but after watching it again, it's just really kind of bland and mostly forgettable, and I really hate Chris O'Donnell and have a tough time getting past that. You have to keep looking at him. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder, Dave, that I'm not going to watch this Mm, movie again. But Casey, would you watch this movie again? Okay. So I have a complicated answer to this question. As if any answer you don't give isn't. Would I watch this movie again? And it's, how long was this? An hour and 45 45. minutes? Yeah. No. Would I watch an hour and 45 minutes of All for Love by Brian Adams (laughs) music videos and different takes thereon? Yes. Yes, I would. In fact, Dave and I started to do that immediately after the movie. And we did about 17 minutes. We did an orchestral version all throughout the movie. It's featured in there. Yeah, it's over the end credits. We let them play all the way out. Banging soundtrack. It's so good. It's Brian Adams. It's Rod Stewart. It's fucking Sting. Tantric Daddy. Fuck yes. And then, and then, and then we David found. Oh, man. Brian Adams performs it with Luciano Pavarotti, which is just, it's so good and so sad at the same time. It's awful. It's really not. You have Brian Adams (laughs) scratching. (laughs) If there was never an understanding that we are... Awful fucking people. They intentionally did this to themselves, everybody. We listened to the full soundtrack from the movie. Then we watched the original video with Rod Stewart. (laughs) And then then we watched the Pavarotti one. And now when we leave, we're going to watch the Swedish one. The Swedish EMD cover. Pavarotti. What is wrong with you guys? That's an EMD cover? (laughs) That's the name of the band, EMD. Oh, God. I don't know if it's indicative of their musical style. So no, this movie was electronic music sad. dance. Uh, most of the people whose career was in it is at the very end, uh, and it, it was it was sad. It was a sad movie. Dave, oh man, would you watch this movie again? Would I watch this? I this was 
like Jay, I watched this in theaters. I had this on VHS as a kid. I've seen this movie a lot of times. About two minutes in, all of it came rushing back to me. <laughs> coming back. Yeah. Coming Every back beat of this movie I had. Now. What I did not remember from my childhood was how boring Chris O'Donnell is. I remember the Milady to Winter crackers. subplot being a lot more interesting. Yeah. It was not. No. It was such a snooze for Casey snoring, even me bringing it up. I yawned. The three saltine crackers. Uh, is, the good moments of it did not outweigh the rest of it, mm. but I'm still probably going to end up watching it again just for the nostalgia God, rush of endorphins. God, you're a bad bag. person. Oh, please. You're the trash worst of us, bag. Dave. So, no, screw you all. I am going to watch it again. Illuminati confirmed. I'm texting your wife the All for Love music video. You are always times. welcome to. Speaking of, speaking of Illuminati confirmed, uh, next week I'm going to call on all of Dave's Illuminati abilities uh, to guide all of us through my interpretation of what I believe an awful movie derived from a book should be. This is going to be the Da Vinci Code. I'm so excited. We're going to dive so deep into all of these conspiracy theories. Three about out of four of us have read this book. Crazy conspiracy theories are fucking great. This is awesome. Jay, this is how we got to where we're at in the world. <laughs> People ironically watching Alex Jones and Glenn Beck. Where are we at now? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. You that's don't not. get to be happy not, about this. It's not. They're crazy. Don't feed them. That's not, hey. that's not what I'm talking about. Yes, it is. Representation matters. Fabulous frog. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I know a pretty famous one, Michigan J frog. A fabulous famous Mm. frog. Yeah. Oh, wow. The alliteration. All right, this is awful, and it's clear at this point that Chitty Cinema has exhausted our gas tank. So we're going to get out of here. We're going to huff more gas. We're We're going to huff more gas. (laughs) Listen to some Brian Adams. And, uh, guys. Do jumping jacks. Be nice to each other. It's time for us to turn out the lights and close the doors. Let's. Let's get out of here.